apostrophe. I-T-W-I-T. H-T-A-N-N-Y. And J-E-N-N-Y. Doing it with Danny Jenny. Oh, thank you, Eli Braden, for that amazing theme. I love it. I don't want to go I get emotional on and on every about time, it. You know, I'm not going to go on and on about it this week. I'm just not. not. I feel like it's going to. I feel like it's going to his head. But it is yeah. fucking great. What a great theme! <laughs> but song. this is our first show of the new year. Oh my god! Finally, happy 2023. <laughs> happy 2023. We're doing it. We're doing it. Doing it. Doing it, nation. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited, Danny. About what a great way to start off the year. Yeah, we have a, guest. a heavy hitter. Is I would call well, it a heavy at least, hitter. At least you can only go uphill from here. Put it that way. <laughs> but y'all, I gotta tell you, this guy, director, writer, actor, like everything this person's done, I think it's just except for maybe a couple of things you've written and directed and acted in. Like, yeah, but one of my favorite of, documentaries yeah. about the comedy store. The comedy store thing is, well, introduce him first. In, it, it. It's Mike Binder, everyone. It's Mike <laughs> Binder, everyone. Come on, it's Mike Binder. Mike Binder. I am so thank you, Mike, for being. Thank here. you for doing this. It's such an honor. It's, it's such a pleasure to meet you. We have so many friends in common, and I've, always, I've you're somebody I always wanted to meet. So oh, I'm, I'm happy. So okay, first off, we always like to ask, like, how did you get started? Where are you from? Give us your your origin story. Uh, I'm from Detroit. Oh, actually, from Detroit. Detroit, Michigan. And and um, I got started. I I came out to. Uh, Los Angeles when I was 18 and I started as a doorman at the comedy store. Really? And, yeah. At and 18. Just, that's amazing. At 18. Yeah. Just right at my 18th birthday. And, um, I told my parents that I, I, I actually lied and told my parents that I had a job and at the comedy store and that I was going to Los Angeles community college, which I did for a week. And uh, Actually, for four days, I made four. I made four of the first five days, and wow. um, and I used to. And then I actually always promised my dad later that I would one day go back and finish out the week. You know, but I, but I, <laughs> finish out like, the week, not the. It was a deathbed promise I made to him. Yeah. Oh man. But, but, I, <laughs> but did you follow I, through I really, with it? What did you follow through? No, I didn't like my dad. <laughs> I still got but, time, man. But uh, I got time. Yeah. But I, I, uh, I just, you know, listen. I was obsessed with comedy from an early age, from like nine. You know, yeah. I just saw Woody Allen on the Tonight Show, and, and I just, and I would see David Brenner and Robert Klein. You know, and I just wanted to do it, and I never wanted to do anything else in my entire life. That's amazing. But be in this world. Yeah. And I and I moved out here the minute I could. And I went to the comedy store. I drove out here and the comedy store was closed. No. And it was it was yeah, it was shut down. And it was it was kind of an interesting story when I got out here after driving all the way across the country with everything in my car. 
I just got there and the place was shut down. It was called the funny farm and that was shut down. <laughs> what happened was Mitzi had been kicked out of that place. Oh, and there was a, a guy named Leonard Barr. I don't know if you know who that was. He was an old time vaudeville comedian, but he was a craggy old guy. He was Dean Martin's uncle. And he was, wow. his claim to fame was he was the old vaudeville comedian in the movie, The Sting. And oh. he just looked like an old relic. I know and that he, part. <laughs> yeah. And he walked by as I was standing there. It was like in a scene in a movie. I said, hey, Hey, you're a comedian? He went, yeah. I go, where do, you, where do young comedians go? He went, they go home. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's exactly what he said to me. <laughs> he, he walked out of that Hyatt house and he was going down towards La Cienega. He goes, the comedy store's closed. I said, is the comedy store closed? He goes, yeah. I go, where do the young comedians go? He goes, they go home. <laughs> wow. And I, I was just like devastated. For sure. Like, I, oh like I said, I had lied to my parents and I had made up this story and I was I had fantasized this life for myself that I'd read in, in this book called The Last Laugh about all the comedians that were out here doing it. Yeah. And I had a hotel room that I had rented at Western and Sunset Boulevard for like $9 a night. And I went back there and I, I don't know what made me decide to do this, but I looked up the comedy store in the phone book at the hotel. Uh-huh. And it was listed at the comedy store in Westwood. And I don't, you know, I don't know why I decided to look that up, but I called them and I said, you're open? And they said, yeah, we're open. So you, are you the one that was on Westwood Boulevard that I had read about in that yeah. book? They said, yes, yes. They said, well, when, when is amateur night? They said, Monday. And this was, I got there like on a Saturday. Uh -huh. So that Monday, I put on a suit. I don't know why. I, <laughs> I thought comedians had to wear suits. And I went to Westwood and I found this parking spot and I had to hop over a wall to get back up to Westwood Boulevard and I ripped my suit. <laughs> <laughs> the front of the whole front leg of my suit from the knee down just ripped. Oh my god! Yeah, and uh, but it doesn't matter. I and I got caught. They put your name in a hat, and I got called, and I got a prime time spot. And I went up there, and I I didn't really know who Mitzi Shore was. I didn't know anything about the place. Uh huh. And I went, and I, I like I said, I just turned eighteen. And I had been doing it in Detroit. I never did really great, but I did good enough to think that somehow or another I had a future. Yeah. But I went I went on stage with the ripped pants and I killed. Really? I just I just killed. I brought I don't know why. I it, it's just some I don't know why. It was like all the stars were aligned. Cause I didn't have a good set again for another six months. <laughs> Wait, how many minutes but, did you do? Like 10. Oh, wow. Back then you'd get 10 minutes on potluck because oh, okay. there weren't that many people. Yeah. Yeah. What year but is I, this? Like 1976 or seven, oh. something like that. Yeah. And 
when I went off stage, I mean, I really had a great set. All the comedians came around and introduced themselves to me. And Argus Hamilton, I remember, who oh, yeah. was the MC. He came over and he said, Mitzi Shore would like to meet you. And she just said to me, um, I went over and I met, she goes, I'm the owner. And uh, I want you to work out here. You're very talented. I want you to be a regular here. Oh my God. And uh, I want, what do you do for, what are you going to do? Because I, I said in my act that I just got here from Detroit because yeah. that was some of my jokes. She said, uh, what, what are you going to do for work? I said, yeah. I don't have a job. I have to get a job. She said, well, you can work here. You can be a doorman and and work here and you can take, I'll give you some times to work out or if someone doesn't show up, you can jump up in the spots. Oh my God. And that was, that's what we used to call them fallout spots. Yeah. And I, I did that. I, I did that. That's how I survived for the first few years. And then during the day, I babysat for her kids, Peter and Polly. Polly. <laughs> And I mean, and, you talk about that, the star, you mentioned the stars aligning, but I mean, what a confluence of events that took place there that you get up on that tide, you find it in Westwood. I didn't even know they were in Westwood at that point. No. Um, and, and, if, and yeah. And the then, funny thing is, oh, I got to tell you, this is a great thing. She said, yeah, she goes to me, she goes, I don't like the ripped pants gag. It's, <laughs> it's, you don't need that. You don't need to do a gimmick. He thought that that was my gimmick. <laughs> that was your stick. You're like, I'm the guy with the ripped pants. I'm the, the ripped pants guy. Yeah. Mikey ripped pants. <laughs> wow, what a story. What a story. And and like, who was in your class around that time? I see, I, I'm guessing if it was that time, like, who did you come up with? I know who, I know the class that um, preceded you, but um, but who, who were the I who came were up your... with Howie Mandel and, oh. and Dave Coulier and Bob Saget yeah. and Jim Carrey and uh Argus Hamilton. He was a little ahead of me, but but um but those were those were my guys, you know. Um yeah. uh Saget, Saget and Coulier and I were really tight friends. Gary Shamling. Right, that was those were all yeah. yeah, that was that was kind of my era. I actually did see you at that um, Saget thing at um, uh, at the comedy store, the little tribute they did. Well, yeah, I, I, I saw you over there. Like I, I was, I was with um, Kevin Nealon. I came over there with him, but um, but yeah, I mean, I because I've been yeah, watching. I wanted him to go up that night, but he didn't want to go up. Yeah, he was, he was just kind of feeling it out. But uh, um, I, I was surprised because he get, no one gives a better eulogy than Kevin. I, I like, know, yeah. I know, and I, I I really you know yeah. But um, but yeah, that's amazing. What a group! Well, now, so then, how did you get into acting and directing? And yeah, and writing from from stand up to. Um, Norman Lear, really? Oh. Norman Lear came to the comedy store one night. Yeah, back in the old days, you know. I think there was more, you know. One of the things you said about, you know, a confluence of events or whatever. I mean, yeah. the right. The Westwood Comedy Store, and even then when the Comedy Store reopened a few years later, but it was such a, everybody, something, they knew something was happening because of Robin Williams and Letterman and Leno and, yeah. and uh, it was the college town at the time and sure it was packed every night and, you know, 
every big shot producer, director, and studio head wanted to get into that place, you yeah. know? And uh, Norman Lear came in one night and he put me in this pilot called Apple Pie. Uh, and it, it, it didn't go far. It was a short-lived thing because it was at ABC and he was like a CBS, big CBS run. Yeah. But, but that kind of got me going. And then um, Barry Levinson put me in a remake of Diner. Wow. A remake of Diner? Yeah, a, remake, a TV remake of Diner. Oh, I didn't know that. How that oh, yeah. I vaguely remember that in development. Yeah. And uh, I played the Steve Gutenberg role. So that kind of, but that wasn't, believe me, that was, you know, that was, I would say all that was when I was like 23 or 24. So I was out here for a while by then. But I just, you know, I, I did like six, six or seven different pilots and parts. And it was just a different time, you know, and and, and like yeah. I say, because the comedy store was so hot and and they, they would we did a bunch of young comedian specials there for HBO. And I was in a couple of those. And yeah. And um, who were on those specials with you? I'm trying to remember the ones you were on. You, you had done over there. I remember watching all of those as a kid. Yeah. I was on the one that Victor Borga hosted. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was obsessed with him when I was a kid. <laughs> I love Victor Borga. I was on Robert Wall was on that one. That's wow. right. Pee Wee Herman, uh, Paul Rubens, who became Pee Wee Herman. And yeah. Oh, that was the first time we ever saw him, right? Like at yeah. a national level. Yeah. I remember that very yeah. well. Yeah. And um, then I was on, um, I had, I did a, my own special from Detroit with, and Howie Mandel and Paul Rodriguez and Dave Coulier were the guest guests on that. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys are free. Paul Rodriguez, yeah. I'm sorry, I mean, you guys are Paul free. Paul Rodriguez, that was another guy from my era. Oh, wow, yeah. A.K.A. Pablo. Yeah. yeah. I, I was actually, I played his roommate on that show. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are free. I'm just going to turn them on. My camera second. Are you guys was I freezing? Because you guys were freezing. I couldn't tell. Oh no, okay. I, you can hear me though still, right? You mean temperature wise? No. How do you know? <laughs> I was on a Zoom call with Howie Mandel the other day and someone sneezed and he, he you could see that he got all skittish. I went, Howie. Hysterical. It's you're, Zoom. You're safe. You're safe. I promise you. Oh my God. I feel like every time I was doing those Zoom comedy shows during the pandemic, and I would hear people sneeze constantly. I'm like, yeah. oh, wait, it's Zoom. It's fine. Hey, no, I have a question for you. Shoot. Did you just play the uh, uh, San Jose Improv? I did. I was there all weekend opening for Leanne Morgan. Oh, man. I, that's my favorite room. That place is awesome. That was my third time being there. And I'd opened for Brad Williams there once. And then they had me do like a one-off night and a headline. And this was my this was my third time back. But that room is fantastic. It's, it's like a theater. It's it amazing. I bet you Leanne packed him in, huh? Oh my God, she killed too. And her crowd, like I've never in my life done a show that started at 5 30. <laughs> Like is ever. that is that true? That's why does the show start at five thirty? Her her crowd, her audience is she skews older, so everyone was like they don't have much time. 
Yeah. They don't it's have only- much time. It's going to be the last show we ever see. But I mean, there's her, a two soup minimum, a two soup minimum. That's yeah. But her, her audience was like, I mean, they were like the whole time I was like, I cannot believe I'm doing a five thirty show. Like this is like, no one's going to be energetic or no, the place was packed and everyone was just fired up. It was, it was so much fun. And look, we what were the ages? Do you think? Hmm. That's. I don't know. I would say like fifties to sixties to seventies, maybe. That's great. I, I love to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Like, but people were, and you know, Leanne's a clean comic. She's not, but she's not like squeaky clean. It's not like, yeah. I mean, cleanish. Yeah. Cleanish, but she's still, you know, she yeah. has, she, she, has edge. she does her thing. And so like, I make sure I don't use bad language or anything if I'm opening for her because love to see how you her crowds were so like the the guy that was a manager who was so lovely his name was David and he was yeah like, I know him yeah and David was like we had to go open more uh, like boxes like six more boxes of wine glasses because all her people were buying the most expensive bottles of wine yeah, <laughs> he was like I would have her every weekend if i could because her audience was so lovely like they're not rowdy they're not well that's really up. funny i'll tell you because i was there i middled for uh featured for uh is that what you call it what do you yeah. what, what is, yeah featured, I, now it's featured. I, yeah for jeff ross right oh. <laughs> and and dave kept saying man nobody eats more than jeff's crowd <laughs> You know, which I'm sure is a very distant second to nobody drinks more than wine than than Leanne's yeah. crowd. Yeah, yeah, but Leanne, yeah, and her crowd, they while they had wine, they also all ate dinner. You know, yeah. they were, and and if anyone even you know like attempted to maybe try to take a picture, and you know a server had to go, hey, don't don't do that. They were like, I am so sorry, I apologize. <laughs> like there was no like people being kicked out or anything like everyone was so lovely and wonderful her crowd you know who the male kind of uh uh version of that is is brad upton i don't know know him him? i don't know him oh you guys got to check him out i will he's so funny and he he sells tickets like crazy and he's really clean he has the biggest drive bar comedy special of anybody really brad upton millions millions and he he's 70 years old he's been around forever really funny and he just sells out these rooms like instantly yeah it's amazing leanne did a dry bar thing and she actually talks about it on stage which i won't ruin because she has her first netflix special coming out in april which i'm so excited that what is that what took her to the next level was the dry bar special yeah, she. It was like her dry bar special had like fifty million views. Like, wow. I mean, it was something it, it, that it just really blew up, huh? It really blew up, and also she like watched a bunch of people. I think yeah. it's like it's it's it definitely has. It well, David, uh, the that manager, he was saying that like he goes, a lot of the people that were coming into the shows were like, we've lived in San Jose forever, we haven't been to a show before because they don't want to watch. A vulgar comic right. you know they were wanting to see clean comedy and i was like that you know like there is such a huge market like her like jim gaffigan oh yeah Margazzi is another yeah. one that's like nate and her especially because they have that southern yeah. thing yeah you know? 
for Bigley, yeah. this bit where like because he is clean, but he talked about like once he opened, he had the Muppets, and it was very early on. He was opening, doing something with the Muppets, so it was a whole Muppet crowd, and he was really flustered, and he walked out on stage and didn't have his um stool that he needed, and he said, "Fuck." You ever heard you ever heard him do that bit? And no, like, all of the Muppets turn on him and the crowd because he had to go off and get this the thing. And it was like he could never win them back because he was just the guy who got on stage and said, fuck, it's such a funny bit. Oh, that's wow. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Because Nate, you know, he falls into that category where it's like you you watch their whole special. You can watch them do an hour and you don't even realize you're watching clean comedy like Jim Gaffigan. Like you don't realize, the- oh, they've never. One it's really priority. funny because I'm a huge Louis C.K. fan. Mm-hmm. Likewise, and I just and I just watched his new special streaming, and and it's really it's the first time. I mean, he was. It's not that he was dirty; it was just really crass. Yeah, you know? I, I, he and I was laughing it. my ass off, but it was yeah. just so crass. You know, it was like, it's like once he gave himself that license it was just like everything was just like i don't care i'm gonna just take any shot i can take and i just thought this is like the other side of that like that wall no absolutely i mean i'm 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 a big fan of his not his comedy just his personal life um (laughs) (laughs) but uh um but uh um no, I find that with I, I have to say I find that with Chappelle as well. It's like a lot of what Chappelle like he he got a little pushback on something and then decided to devote all of his comedy to that like right. almost to preaching and it's just I I don't know. There's something about like I am a TV writer and there is something about the constraints of television or the constraints of an art form that make it good. Like, you know, whatever those things are, that, that sweet spot, I I, I I admire it. Hey, Danny, real quick, not that I know yeah. you're the interviewer. No, I, talk to me. But, <laughs> but give me give me your background, because I know, I know I, if we haven't met, I know we've, we've been in the same circles. I know I've been hearing your name forever. Yeah. Where do I know you from? Okay, well, I mean, I think most people would know me off of the last job, which was like I was eleven seasons on Modern Family. Um, oh wow! So I wrote on that, and, and then on, and then on. I mean, a lot of people know me from, sadly, on Twitter because I, I got into a very famous fight with Donald Trump prior to him becoming president. That went, and and but I've been writing comedy since you know. For 30 years i mean i started on the arsenio hall show i wow. i did i did roseanne i did race i did uh, race under fire i did just shoot me a couple of my own show you know wow. so, and do you, so do you stand up i i just have been dipping my my toe back into it i i did it when i was younger it's funny you and i share a, a little bit of a story in that like i never wanted to do anything other than this as well and when i was a very very young boy like like five or six I, I had the least Jewish upbringing you can have. I, I won't go into that story again. But I, 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 but the most Jewish thing about me was that my, my, uh, my uh, um, mother's father was a bartender in the Catskills, and so I remember being five and being up there and meeting this guy, flashy guy. His name was Van Harris, and he was there with Buddy Hackett. And Van Harris was probably his name was like probably like Shlomo Leapstein. <laughs> but it, well, with Van Harris, but he told me that there was a thing about it being a comedian and you can make you know you can get paid to make people laugh. And it was just like I it was like 
it was like, I never wanted to do anything other just like yourself. So I get it. Wow. I, I very much related to what you had to say. Our paths went different ways, but I'm, I'm now dipping my, you know, thanks to Jenny and in, in no small part, but have been dipping my toe back in. And it's really fun to do stand up now for me because I have nothing at stake. Like I have, I already have like a career and I don't need to, I, I'm not aiming for a Netflix special. I, I just, I find it really therapeutic. I went, actually went to, um, Edinburgh. I opened for a friend of mine in Edinburgh at the at Fringe Fest, and that just had the best time. So that's great. Yeah, and because uh, I love, I just I like you. I love comedy. I've always loved comedy. I like I like funny people. I that's why I devoured your your um, comedy store doc. It was such an interesting glimpse into that. For, you know, into, into that. You know, it's a little. You know, when you were there, was just slightly before my time, but it was still like just. Um, that era, you know, with Letterman and Shanley, all, all you guys, it was just, it was really incredible. Well, the first part of it was me looking back, but the, the later episodes were yeah. more reportage, you know? Yeah, I saw that. You know, and I, and I, cause I didn't know anything about it cause I, I left and then I was back there two and a half years making it. Yeah. And now I'm back there working out there which is very strange for me. I'm sure. And um, it's a, just a different time. And I, I love the world of stand-up now. I'm doing another five-part, six-part series, actually, on just the world of stand-up called uh, The World of Funny, you know, yeah. which is oh, about, wow. you know, about the new world of stand-up comedy. And one of the episodes is actually about the history and, one of the episodes is about all the comedy clubs around the country and the festivals, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. How, how, but, how far um, into it are you, Mike? I just, I, I got a lot done in the fall and then I stopped. I, I, I did a really great piece on Chappelle's uh, podcast. Oh. Um, oh, nice. uh, the Midnight Miracle, which is really fantastic. And I did a piece on Marin and I did a couple other little pieces in Nashville. And then I stopped and I'm, I'm waiting to get started up again, probably in the next few weeks. And you also directed Bill Burr's special. A couple of them. Yeah, a couple of his specials. Yeah. Paper Tiger, I know. The Paper Tiger and uh, Live at Red Rocks. Live, yeah, yeah. Both great. He's both. one of my favorite stand-ups, I think. Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty incredible. He's a beast. He's, he's very special. I mean, like, and to watch him grow and, and, and gain confidence has been rather amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's... And I, he's, I he's, mean, there's some guys and people that are working right now that are mind-boggling to me. You know, like Mark who? Norman. Who, Mark yeah, Norman. Mark Norman's great. Oh, yeah. Mark Norman, um, uh, uh, Sam Morell. Yeah. yeah. You right. know, uh, I really, I love Rosebud Baker. I think she's oh, fantastic. She's fantastic. Oh, great. Uh, um, you know, I do, there's just, it just goes on and on, you know. I don't know if either of you guys have seen, I've built this platform that for the last year or so called Stand Up World. I have you know, a link to it for sure. Yeah, and we write about comics from all all the past. We do a let's never forget thing and and um we do uh 
pearls from the YouTube ocean, you know, of specials that are on there that yeah, you can, you know, you know, we just did a thing on this guy that I happened to see in London who opened for Bill at the Royal Albert Hall, Adam Rowe, who was just an unknown comic. And now he's like the biggest comic in England. It's amazing. You know, and, wow. um, and, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's really cool, man, that you're doing that. Yeah. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good, you know, and it also has links to podcasts and, and Twitter and stuff. It, it, it's only been up a year, but it's doing really well. Oh, that's and awesome. You know, what's interesting for me is I think that there's two ways to get older in comedy, and a, a very common way, unfortunately, and I hear and it is, is is are the people who you know anything new. It's like, that's not how we used to do it, and they hold on to their point of view on it, and it's like they're not they're not they stop being fans of novelty and comedy. They stop being fans of like things like that. And I'm like you where it's like, I, I love seeing what the generations coming up are doing and how amazing they are. And it makes me better. Well, that's exactly right. In fact, I'd go one step further and say, I don't love how the generations coming up are doing. I'm going to steal what they're doing. That's and how you know, I feel. Not, the, not their material, but I'm no. going to, Whatever yeah. works out that whatever the new medium is, you know, comedy. And this is what that's, you know, the way I based the comedy store documentary, people thought, oh, it was always <laughs> on on decades. And I said, no, it was on technology. Yeah. The first one, yeah. the first one was I saw you on the tonight show. Yeah. The second one was all about the sitcoms. The third one yeah. was all about the cable specials. And then it was yeah. about podcasts. Yeah. And then the fourth one was about these new shows like Kill Tony and yeah. and yeah. and so, you know comedy stand up comedy has always been right behind its its fucked up cousin porn and, and bring and helping new technology <laughs> find find dry land yeah. okay yeah and and you're right there are so many comedians as they get older they go oh that's not how it's that what the fuck is that and if yeah. you're smart you go hey that's the way the crowd's going i'm going yeah. that way because that, that new you're... technology works yeah what drives me crazy about it is don't those old guys remember the old guys that were that used to sneer at them for the way they right. did it yeah. like don't you remember don't like i am so conscious yeah. of that that I would never, I would never want to be that. And I, and, and comedy is an expiration date. You know, there's certain things that change and are better or worse. And it's like, it's fine. That's what makes Look, it so dynamic. I expiration dates so. have an expiration date. Okay. You, you have <laughs> to figure out whatever, ever, everything's changing so fast that if you just watch really? what's ahead of you, you won't get in an accident, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, well, like, I can, I keep seeing people on like Instagram that'll just post you know a little clip of themselves and yeah. then they'll promote their upcoming shows you know but it's yeah. just like here's you know, it's like I'm like a drug dealer yeah. let me give you a little bit for free and then here's the dates that I'm going to be at and I'm like oh okay I need to start doing that I need to start recording my sets and trying to because I've been too precious about something I'm like oh that joke's not ready I don't want to put it on Instagram well just do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's right. I, I think it's, and you I know, think I'll tell you, I was talking to an older comedian, a friend of mine, for a long time, just the other day, and he said, "You know, Mike, you just keep doing it. I guarantee you, very soon, you'll get a Showtime special or a Netflix special." And I didn't want to say to him, "You know, I don't want a Showtime special or a Netflix special, okay? Because those are old lanes at this point." And especially by the time I'm going to be really ready and feel like it's good enough, that's not, that is an old avenue. The new, I mean, if you look at what Ari Shafir just did with Jew, have you, have you guys seen Jew? I haven't seen it yet, no. Have you? Danny, Danny? froze, I think. See, you mentioned Jew and look at him. He just yeah, he just right like you up. said, Jew and Danny just froze. He's look at him. <laughs> he just goes, he goes butt hurt. Yeah, no, but no. like I saw, well, uh, but he did. Like he he, did, he released it himself, right? Like the way that Andrew Schultz he released, like, it released it himself it. on HB yeah. on on YouTube, and he has people Venmo him, and he yeah. has people. You know, there's a there's a super fan button. Yeah, and there's a paypal button and the, you know and he's at six million views right okay and now i know six million is not a good number for a jew okay but <laughs> it, he'll get to seven million soon right and, and i'm, <laughs> and I'm telling you yeah i'm i'm telling you it's a great special he put a lot of money into it he did it right yeah and he's his ticket sales are through the roof it's taken him to a whole nother level yeah and you know well that's a that's the thing is like if you're able to do it yourself and to to bypass all the the suits that might want to dip in and, and give you pointers you know right like that's a huge thing where people all of a sudden they think they're comics because they work you know it, and they'll ruin your shit for you they'll but completely the ruin it but you're, if you if you're you bypassing afford, yourself right now yeah. you're bypassing it doing it yourself right now you got your own show right <laughs> like you know no one yeah i don't have anyone in my ear telling me i can't yes say something. and that's the great thing so when you feel oh man i've got a great 50 minutes or 45 minutes you'll get three friends to film it <laughs> four friends to f work cameras you yeah. know i mean iphones are good enough they right. really are but you, even like I was, have... I was thrilled. Like when I was at the San Jose Improv, and and they're like, "Oh, we record everything. We take video for you, so they're going to be able to email me five shows that I did with right. you know three different cameras set up. That never happens, you know. Like that's right. So I'll be able to have like that's a you know that's huge for me. Like I'm not that's a big right. name or anything, so I'm like I can start cutting clips together that's and promoting right. myself with that. And if you know, maybe I have one bit that people, that could be a thing. Well, that, you know, you put it on YouTube and people start sharing it or you put it on Instagram. Like that's, you know, that's how a lot of people are getting. And how you know, long have you seats. guys been doing this podcast? Oh God. I was just thinking like we, we started it maybe in like 20, Guy, do you know, is it like 20? He says this is season Eight? five. Season five. That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, like for us to be able to just like have whatever guests we want to have, on, we can talk about whatever we want to talk about it. You know, there is something that's freeing and liberating about doing that. You don't have to worry about, 
somebody in your ear telling you. That's you really can't. great. Yeah. And how often do you do it? We we try to do them once a week. Like this is our first episode of this year, but also, you know, we can get busy or sometimes we've had a guest or something happens where we've had to be like, oh, okay, we'll do it next week. You know, that's another thing. It's not a big deal if we right. can't, you know, we don't have like a whole entire crew of people <laughs> that showed up and like, it's not a big deal if something, you know, falls through or whatever. Oh, I think Danny's back. That's great. No, the reason yeah. I ask is because I, I just started one myself and I've got like that. 17 episodes done you know and but mine mine i i don't i just do it myself and it's me talking and showing clips that i like and talking you know and it's basically talking about pieces we put up on standupworld.com but yeah. I, I i and i also like to talk about the new technology and like a new like when dane cook came out with his special on, on moment.co or Ari's special or yeah. Andrew Schultz's special or, you know, yeah. or yeah. That, like I said, this kid, Adam Rowe. Uh, there's this kid, Tyler Fisher, who's way out there, but he, he did his own special that I really liked, you know? And yeah. I just think that real soon, you know, Bobby Kelly put up his own, made louis ck made a special for bobby and put it up on louis ck.com and i think it did more than him if he had done a special on for netflix probably yeah i mean and plus you own it it's like if you if you hit you own it yeah but and i also think that right now other than maybe Chappelle and chris rock you know they just disappear. I mean, Paul Verzi's a really talented guy and he he made this special and I thought it was really good and we all kind of wrote, bugged Robbie Praw and everybody to put it on Netflix and he did, and, but it just didn't do anything. I mean, it kind of just disappeared, you know? Yeah. No matter what anyone says, I just, I don't know anyone that's seen it, you know? I, I, I feel that way, like, like, I don't know. One of my favorites, just hours that I saw on, I think it was on Amazon now, but it's like so hard to find. It was like Eddie Pepitone's um, mm -hmm. hour, which I thought was like, I just thought there was yeah, something so great. fucking brilliant. I love that guy, but it was, it was like, it was especially brilliant. It's like, here's like an older guy getting out there and just knocking it out of the park, which I, yeah. which I really fucking, you know, I yeah. love. So. And Eddie just but by the way, you know, out. you know, you can put up your own special on Amazon Prime yeah. by yourself. I yeah. know you, you know that, right? It's yeah. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like you can self-publish a book on Amazon. So it's like it's the same thing. They have that model. Yeah. Yeah. So you can, you know, and I'm just saying, so, the, you know, a lot of these specials that Netflix is just saying, yeah, we'll buy it for nothing. And they just drop it on there. And it just disappears, you know, e yeah. even I have to say, and Red Rocks was brilliant. Bill, I thought it was Bill's best set ever. It's it kind of just, set. it just sat there. Really? It's amazing. Um, well, Mike, we're at that point of the show uh, where we start, we, we just talk about the things we've been watching. If there's anything, you, a couple things you want to shout out. I've been watching out. Red Rocks. Bill Burr live at Red Rocks. We need Obviously, Red it. Rocks is good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, stuff you weren't involved in, is there anything you like that you've been... Yeah, catching? I mean, I, I the new season of Fauda is amazing. 
Oh, I've heard. I haven't even seen the first version. I, I hear it's great, though. Oh, it's amazing. That's the best show on television. I, I got to write that down because I that's I'm looking for. OK, I mean, I if you it. like Jews getting shot in the head, you know, and who does it? I mean, I mean believe me, you're 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 you're, 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 you're it's my number one porn search category. Yeah. So uh, kind of shot. Oh, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> so found it. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Jews getting shot in the head. Uh, I was like, I like Poker Face. I saw the pilot of that. I thought it was. Oh, is good. it good? I the pilot I thought was fantastic. I haven't. Oh, I'm gonna definitely check it out. Yeah, I haven't. You know, dug deep in it, but I like a few episodes into this new one, The Recruit on Netflix, which is good. Yeah, my friend writes that, and um, Alexi Hawley. He, oh, he, he's a great writer. Yeah, he is. I mean, no, his and the two of them. He's his identical twin brother is Noah Hawley. So the two of them are just like fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like it's annoying how talented those two are. <laughs> what about um, you, Danny? What have you been watching? I'm trying to think. We're talking about comedy. I, I really have. I really um. I you know I enjoyed Neil Brennan's special blocks and oh I love that. And, yeah, that and great. I, I actually called him by the way. I I I, I, I texted him and then we got on the phone because he his particular mental um, health issues. Very much mirror mine in some way. Yeah. So I texted him. I just told him how much I talked about him in therapy. And then we wound up, he said, call me. And so we talked for about an hour and a half. It was like therapy there. And right. I will say this, his special, his, the podcast he does, Blocks Podcast, is yeah. great. He's he's He has comics. I haven't, I don't know them yeah. that well. And I feel like, like, I don't know Sebastian at all. But like, oh, I, here's Sebastian on him. Like, and Neil is very good at getting you to break down and talk about the things, yeah. um, keep it funny. And it, 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 so I've really been enjoying that, I will say. Yeah. That's, uh, um, it's been so long since we talked. I, I, I know. I recently saw, um, sorry, everybody's seen it, but I really like the menu. <laughs> I thought that was great. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Is it good? Basically, yeah. It's like, yeah. So, you know, this chef, crazy chef who wants to um, murder his guy. It's, it's about Guy Fieri. Um <laughs> Murder is really? No, no, it isn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's a joke I'm going to write for the Oscars, I think. Um, <laughs> no, um, you know, it's a crazy chef who uh, just wants to murder his patrons. So, um, no, but um, but I no, I really like that. Um, Did you see um, uh, the uh, the um, tongue twister of Inishman Rashina? I still haven't seen it. Is it, it, it? Did you like it? Well, it's easier to watch than to say the name of the movie. Yeah, the Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah, yeah, but it was—I liked the movie a lot. I mean, my favorite, my favorite movie of the last couple of years has been Everything Everywhere All at Once. So I, I could yeah, not be more. I thought that was yeah. great. That's the one that just touched me, and and I thought did something original and yeah. good. So I really quite like that. I um, enjoyed the Fablemans. The I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I got the screener for that. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, like great. that was a because it was actually apparently Spielberg's yeah actual life and yeah, which surprised me because I I, assumed, I, I, yeah. I thought for sure growing up he wanted to be a dry cleaner. You know, I, I had I had no idea. It I would have loved to see a two-hour love letter to dry cleaning. So revelatory. <laughs> that he growing up, he wanted to make a movie. Um, I I did think that was. Uh, that was definitely between that and then everything everywhere all yeah. at once were my two yeah. favorites for sure. Yeah, that was good. 
It was good. I like Glass Onion too. I mean, oh, I love that. I thought that. Was I, I, I thought that was really well done. It was a fun. It was a fun watch. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the act, I have to get past. I have to get past his accent. I wish they didn't commit to that as much. But apart from that, I mean, I, I love yeah. the movie. Um, yeah, I don't know what else. Um, um, oh, is there I like. I, I have you guys seen, um, um, eighteen eighty three. No. What is that? What is that? Is that the um a prequel um, to Yellowstone? No, I I I haven't even seen Yellowstone yet. So I haven't seen it. I know. I know. I got to see all those things. I haven't though. I heard. Yeah. Well, I love I love the prequel. I mean, uh, Tim, Tim, I forget his name. Oh, he's a country. Oh, no, no, he's a country star in Faith Hill's husband. Oh. Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. Yeah, he's really good in it. Really. He's so is yeah. Faith Hill. Yeah, they're really good. And it's real. It's really good. And then they they've only shown three or four episodes of the next one, which is nineteen twenty three, and that's Harrison Ford and and Helen Mirren. And that, yeah, I saw really that. Good. Yeah, I got I got to watch it. Well, that's good, Jenny. Anything else? Are you good? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, everyone, go to the Improv tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. So come, that come starts at eight thirty, right? 8.30 at the Hollywood Improv in the lab. And what time Mike. do I go on? That's the that's the important thing. What time do you want to go on? I'll put you up. Whenever you want me to go on. I Jenny. think I've got you. I'll, I'll, I'll email you the or I'll text you the lineup. This is good for the so audience. You don't want to air any dirty laundry on No, it. they like to see how the sausage is made here. This is great. Yeah, yeah. See this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have some we have some good folks. Yeah, uh, you have a great Lisa lineup. Ann Walter Justin from Abbott Mar Elementary. Yeah, Justin Martindale. And Justin Martindale. Who, who, who by Murphy, the way, if he doesn't Byron. host the game show with that name, he should. <laughs> Justin <laughs> Martindale. Like, you just think, oh yeah, he should. Also, there's a football player named Wink Martindale. Am I wrong? Yes. It no, just, there was a, no. He, no, wait. I know who Wink Martindale. Like, Wink Martindale, like. but there's also a. There, <laughs> there is a coach named Wink Martindale. Yes. Yeah. I've never yeah. heard that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it, I got to say, what a pleasure to have you on the show, you guys. Man. I really appreciate you having me on, and and I, I I was I was just asking when when you went to go to the bathroom, I, <laughs> I, I, I just I was asking Jenny all about how about your podcast because I, I think it's great that you're doing it, and and uh, it's really great. I'm, oh man, thanks. I yeah. wish you the best. Thank you, man. Thank you. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 love to. We'll meet you in three dimensions soon. Um, Are you coming tomorrow night? I, I if I I I was thinking I may be driving to Vegas tomorrow, so I'm not sure. So it's gonna it, it, it's it's it's. What uh, do you got? A hot tip or what? what is... Yeah, my, well, my my son and his girlfriend. I, I my son turned 22 in December, and as a gift, I'm taking them to Vegas. But I might get there a day early. You know, for hookers. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, and then, uh, but uh, um, if I don't do that, I'll be at the show. Okay, Perfect. good. Thank you, Doing It Nation. And uh, we love you. We love you. And uh, we'll be back next week. Mwah. Thank you.